It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're wrapping up two days with rock legend Peter Frampton, the latest guest on our Off the Road series, who has returned after releasing a new all-instrumental covers album, Frampton Forgets the Words. We're hearing some of it right now, actually. This is his cover of the Radiohead song, Reckoner. You can hear part one and the complete series at hawaiipublicradio.org and subscribe to Off the Road on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Is it all right to ask you just a couple questions from the uh, Do You Feel Like I Do memoir? Oh, yeah. There's just a couple stories on there, which we never got to before, which have been eating at me. (laughs) Your early group, The Herds, first package tour had you opening for acts like Traffic and The Who. And you wrote some hysterical story in there about grabbing pieces of Pete Townsend's guitar and then watching him rebuild a guitar that he'd smashed. Yeah, well, we were just bowled away that we got on this uh who tremolos traffic tour you know it was a big break for us we had our first hit at the time from the underworld in the herd so yeah so every night i would go out front to watch or stand on the side of the stage and pete would you know at the end of the act things would start getting broken (laughs) (laughs) so um and i would see bits of guitar flying into the audience so a couple of nights went by and i thought i'm gonna go into the audience and see if i can catch some pieces <laughs> so i went into the side at the front there and i saw this huge chunk of uh, guitar coming at me and i caught it and it was a pickup <laughs> of i think it must have been a gibson so i took it back to uh, pete the next day he wouldn't do a sound check, but they would be there early. And Pete would have a special dressing room just for rebuilding the broken guitars, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> so he could smash it again. So I just said sheepishly, uh, Pete, I, I don't know whether you need this, but <laughs> I caught this pickup that you, you smashed <laughs> last night, you know. And he said, oh, he started laughing. And he said, oh, that's all right. You keep it. So I kept it. So it was a humbucker. But there I I would just sit there in amazement as he would glue everything back together. Some he couldn't fix, but uh, he'd always have one one that was going down (laughs) 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 every night, you know, and that would be the one he would lean up against the amp in my generation and it would be set to feedback you know so it would have that <laughs> at the end there when keith's kicking the drums off the stage yeah he's smashing guitars and so um yeah it was uh it was a great experience working and i've i've known them for years so and you got to be buds with uh john entwistle and, and keith moon did you keep that piece of uh the the pickup or did you or did you lose that over the years i think i put it on a guitar um, wow. I'm not sure which one, but it would would have been in the very late 60s, early 70s, yeah. And Humble Pie, as a big fan of I Don't Need No Doctor, I used to try to figure out, like, what was it that inspired you guys to cover it? And I've always wondered, was it Ray Charles's version of I Don't Need No Doctor that had inspired you guys? Well, I was not that. I'd heard it. I'd heard Ray Charles's version written by Ashford and Simpson. But I'd never, you know, never really thought about doing it. And then at Madison Square Garden, we were opening for Grand Funk. We actually got a sound check, which was unusual. 
Um, so <laughs> because it was a special gig, first time at Madison Square Garden, and the guy said, you know, come on, you've got to get a good sound check here. So we had a great time hanging with them. And so anyway, Jerry's drums were set up and my guitar amps were just getting ready to be set up. And then they turned them on. I plugged in and I'm just looking out to this vast uh, Madison Square Garden, <laughs> loads of seats, you know, for miles and uh, going, oh, it was um, <laughs> awe inspiring, you know. So I just played an E chord, no PA, just my Marshall. And the thing just reverberated around the room, sounded huge. So I played a G and then I played an A chord and then I put them all together down 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 wow dun, 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 dun. and jerry just went one two three bow, boom 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 and then greg got his bass amps working and then he knew what i was playing Unbelievable. and he started playing e g a a a g e and then steve was at the mixing console talking to the mixing engineer as soon as he heard us start to play this he just came running <laughs> halfway down Madison Square Garden and jumped up on the stage, didn't even pick up a guitar, and he just said, hold on the E. So we hold on the E, and he goes, I don't need no doctor. And that was it. Unreal. And then we, we arranged it, that sound check, and we performed it that night. And as the last number... And we never stopped doing it after that. <laughs> Incredible. How organic is that? I mean, that is not the story that, uh, that I would expect. And, and one final one. Do you have time for one final story? Yes. Okay. John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. Greatest rock drummer ever, in, in my personal humble opinion. Reinvented drums, yeah. I know from reading the book that there's we share a lot in common, but that's one thing that you and I both share. And John Bonham is a huge inspiration to Peter Frampton. And, and some folks listening may not know this, but Peter can play the drums and Peter can play them really well. And Peter's a great drummer. You watch some of the classic videos of Peter, like Oakland Stadium from 1977. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about if you go on YouTube. But talk a little bit about John Bonham inspiring you and then eventually getting to actually play with him in that band for the Ringo Starr, Harry Nilsson film, Son of Dracula. Yeah, well, the day that Humble Pie formed, I had just come back from France with um, Glyn Johns, the engineer producer. Right. He said, I want to play you something I just did. I recorded this and mixed it in like 12 days. I said, oh, my God. He said, um, it's a new band, but you've probably heard of Jimmy Page. I said, oh, my God, yeah, the session guy, right? And then he played with, um, uh, uh, with, with Jeff Beck. Also in, what was the band? Yardbirds. Yes, Yardbirds. So anyway, I knew of him very well. And so he puts on Led Zeppelin 1, and uh, I'm sitting there on the floor next to the speaker with my jaw is touching my knee. <laughs> but it wasn't about the guitar or the bass or the vocal. It was about the drums. I had never heard a bass drum like that. Mm. The sound of it and the attack of it and the extra hits he would give it compared to other people. Yep. And the way that he used it, as I said, he reinvented to me, it was a different style of drumming yep. and really was. 
And so anyway, he's always, always been my, my favorite rock drummer. And then Led Zeppelin came to see us play and I got to hang with John and, and everybody. And so, yeah, I, I knew him pretty well. And in LA, I'd see him in the club and we'd hang out. And then Ringo asked me, would I be in the band in the film that he was doing with Harry Nielsen? And I said, yeah, of course. He said, we'll have different members in different locations. So the first one was Keith Moon, um, <laughs> you know, but Klaus Warman on bass, obviously. Then the second session was Bonham. <laughs> but we didn't really have, we couldn't plug in to play. So we were just sort of like, it was very frustrating. And when we did finally plug in to play, the director shut us down because they needed to be able to think. So they didn't want the band playing. They just wanted the band miming. But I did get to jam with them a little bit, which was which was uh, phenomenal. And you told him what an inspiration he was to you. Oh, absolutely. That is so cool. And uh, what great stories you always have that you share. And it's Peter Frampton back on Off the Road with uh, Frampton Forgets the Words. So many different styles and ways that people can see your own love for a variety of kinds of music on this record. And we'll go out with uh, Kat, we were talking about early on in the conversation and your cover of George Harrison's uh, Isn't It a Pity? And I certainly hope you had fun today. This was wonderful. I really appreciate it. And just so grateful, so grateful for your time. Every time, Peter, really. We'll do it again. I look forward to it. Stay safe, my brother. All right, Dave. Thank you.